Welcome. You're listening to Sanseat. Where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Aaron O'Dowd. Today's episode of Sanseet is brought to you by Langevin and Axison Marketing. Langevin and Axison Marketing specializes in social media promotion and public relations. Langevin and Axison Marketing works with campaigns that offers products, books, and services to inspire and improve their lives. They focus on small spiritual businesses, authors, and teachers. Their clients have high quality products and services that they are proud to promote. If you have a business that has the potential to grow, go to Langevin and Axison Marketing and receive 10% off the first month of service. Contact Langevin and Axison Marketing and refer to Sanseed Ship. Hello and welcome. On today's show of Sanseed, we have Maya San Maria Kindren, who is a self-thought jewellery maker. She is a creative woman and she has a company, which is small, called The Universe of Myosin. Hello and welcome to the show, Myosin. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. How did you come about jewellery and creativity? It's uh, always been a part of my life and I've always felt that I need to express myself in, in one way or another. I'm terribly at singing or playing musical instruments and so so I actually found writing and and poetry at maybe in my early teens but that creativity just wouldn't stop at writing I think so it just kept on evolving and I wanted to do something with my hands and I'm a a terrible painter as well so I just wanted to do something else and start experimenting and then jewelry just I think it just happened. Which was first jewelry or poetry? Poetry definitely that was years before I think the it was easier to to find the words was always there, but I wanted to, to express myself in a more physical way, I think. And did you write poetry or read it or what, what did you do regarding poetry? Uh, both, actually. The writing was uh, the expression of my feelings and my inner self was always the, the start from, for any type of creativity for me, I think. And who did you mainly read? Uh, a lot of Swedish uh, poets, I guess, small small ones. Uh, and uh, I think just um, experimenting with with language and finding an expression was the the main thrill for me. And did your parents incorporate your creativity? Yeah, I think they did. I we didn't talk much about it, but I think they. They saw what uh, it did to me, that I felt so much better when I did something creative. So, yeah, they were definitely supportive, but in a silent way. When you're reading and writing the poetry, what does it feel like all this creativity rushing through you? And I don't write poetry uh, 
so much anymore. Now my my ex- expression is mainly the the jewelry uh, or sculptures, and it can depend. Sometimes I can sit for hours and just try to get inspired and sometimes I wake up at night and just have to do something. So it really depends on, I don't know, something. The the jewellery, when did that come about in your life? Uh, I was working as a, as a journalist at a local paper and all, I think at, that my, all my words were sold out. I was writing this news stuff and I think that the that my language felt emptied in some way and I needed some, some other language than writing to, exp- to be able to express myself and my, my inner self. Uh, and then I think it's about 2011 or something that my, the jewellery really started to, to become a, a serious part of my life. In, in writing from a young age to being a journalist, why did the words become uh, sold out towards your creativity? It was so much uh, stressful work environment. It was just too much. I, I just, after writing like eight hours a day for a paper, when I come home, I just didn't feel like writing anymore. I think it was too much or something. How did you go about making your own jewellery since you were teaching yourself? I think I looked at old stuff and new stuff from both historic jewellery and uh, the new DIY movement that came really strong in this part of in this time uh, that I could see on, on the internet. Uh, and I think that really started my imagination that oh I can actually do something myself and it's it looks so much fun and you can do you can use clay or you can use uh, old toys or or pretty much garbage and still do something beautiful that you want to wear to look cool Uh, and I just started I just sat there with the, some crappy Barbie dolls and just cutting them up and gluing them together again uh, with, uh, with old platform. Some of my work really looks hilarious, but they were good. It happens, something good came out from it and I feel I like them still, I do, but they are not beautiful. What does imagination feel making these beginning projects of your jewellery? That's just like taking your mental awareness. You don't use your brain in the normal awake state. You, that I let that everyday life go and I just let my hands talk instead. And you get excited when your hands start speaking yeah, to you? Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I think, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Uh, and uh, just keeps on doing it and sometimes I don't have as much time as I would like because some of the the processes are quite time consuming so uh, but I still need to do it because I get so restless and sad when I can't work with my hands when I can't 
do anything. I think in a very destructive world, when everything is supposed to be white and clean and uh, so tidy, I think it's, I have to do something else about it. I must create and it has to be a lot. Are you more left brain or right brain? Uh, I think I'm pretty much both. And do you kind of jump between the writing and the, the jury or do you just stay in between? I think I jump between the, the more logical parts and the more creative part. And which, which side do you prefer or love to be in all the time? The creative part. <laughs> uh, so you've started making these little pieces of jewellery and tell us about where it went after yeah, that. Yeah, I started a blog uh, and uh, people actually start commenting and wanted to buy my stuff and they were really supporting and I was, oh... Is it is it like this really? And I had a friend that um, really uh, talked me into selling my stuff at a at a market uh, at a local craft fair, uh, and I was so nervous. It was like I felt so so naked and alone, and there was all of my creativity laying on this this board, this table for everyone to see. And I was I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat. I was so terrified about being public with my with my creativity. Uh, but it went well. People were so nice and bought my stuff, and I felt, oh, I can do this and I was I'm still nervous when I go to markets and fairs but but not in that way uh, I feel I have gotten the feeling that what I do is okay I can do this it's only me it's up to everybody else to like it or not um, so I I've started a small uh, small web shop um, and uh, I go to to fairs in Sweden, in the Netherlands and Germany. So it has expanded a lot like the last one and a half year, I think. And my company, I started at in June 2014. Do you still feel nervous about the jewelry you make after the website um, being a year old? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm still quite nervous I think I'm a nervous as a person. I'm. I, th- I think a lot about the stuff. I I have a feeling that it's good and I really like it and I'm proud of it. But I have. I can still feel a doubt about how will people like this. Is it because of the 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 method of putting all this time making these pieces, or is it just your logical brain telling you that this is a Yeah, I think it's a logical brain thing uh, and that you are not supposed to, like, be so proud of what you do, (laughs) I think. Uh, But I I think that's very, very healthy and uh, I think that's a good thing. And And I also notice that I feel so much better when I'm doing this. It's worth the fear. Is it like your your inner medicine making these gorgeous pieces? Yeah, definitely. Definitely it is. Yeah, I have to do it. It's the most important thing that I do because I would like rot if I didn't. 
immediately rot. <laughs> and and tell us what materials you use to make these amazing jewelry pieces. Uh, it depends so much what I find and what uh, mood I'm in. Uh, depends throughout the year as well. But my my main stuff is. Uh, bones, bones that I found find in the forest, uh, or that comes from small farms, uh, and insect wings uh, that I also find, or they are also given to me. That's so sweet when people come with dead bumblebees or or dragonflies and come with them to me in little little jars and and tell me, oh, you can have this. I want you to have it. You can make something pretty from it. So uh, insect wings are, um, that's an important part of my work. Uh, And recycled fabrics, uh, recycled clothing, uh, and clay also. I like to make sculptures. So clay and also uh, plant materials, old um, uh, wood and so, so a lot of nature materials. Do you ever get like with bugs and everything creeped out that they're making these pieces? Uh, do you mean that I get creeped out? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think actually I get creeped out from them sometimes uh, because uh, it is strong materials. Uh, they have actually been alive and not so long ago. Uh, so I can, maybe not creeped out, but I have a huge respect when I use the wings or use the bone parts from animals because I feel like honored to be able to to use their dead bodies in, in a beautiful work instead of just letting it decompose. And why do you feel so honored why do I feel so honored? Because I think that all life is holy and that we should be grateful to be alive. And I'm grateful that other organisms are alive. So when something has passed away, I think it's it's a right feeling to to have an honorable feeling about both life and death, I think. And when you make the jewelry from bones how do you kind of get permission to make the jewelry from the bones i have a feeling i just put put the bone in my hand and like silently asks if is this okay can i do this uh do you want to be a part of my jewelry i often ask that even as for uh, when I find find the stuff in the forest, uh, I I ask if the the bone or whatever it is wants to to follow me, um, and uh, and sometimes I get no, and then I just leave it, leave it in the forest or or, or get it back to the forest because I have to get this feeling of improvement. I think. Uh, to be able to drill a hole in a bone. That's not a small thing to do, even if it's not an, even if the animal's not alive anymore. But uh, uh, I think that's very important. What kind of style is your jewelry based on? Oh, that's a hard question. Uh, it's based on, um, I like 
like uh, old Victorian stuff and uh, Gothic stuff. Uh, so it's inspired from these scenes uh, and also occult symbols like alchemist symbols um, is uh, a part of my work and also I like to have like an some of the par- some of the jewelry has like an old primal feel to it and I really like I think that's Will come that will come even more in the future. This raw primal feeling uh, that when it's not so not so much silver and uh, lace anymore. It's more like with hemp or a lot of paint or something and beads. When when you say primal, what do you mean? Uh, I mean like inspired from cave paintings. early human civilizations, uh, perhaps even before civilizations, uh, some deep old connection. Uh, And I think it's, um, I would like to bring this old back to nature feel to people of today. I think... uh, I think we need that in our high-tech society. We could we could need some of the back-to-earth cave feel, which I don't know so much about because I'm a high-tech person sitting here talking to you in Ireland right now. But but um, that's a um, that's a feeling that I have, and I want I feel very curious to explore that feel even more. Do you, do you think this is based on the the Viking and Nordic gods in Sweden that? This this is why you get that feeling. Maybe I think it's I think I have the, that feeling because I I live here uh, because I live in in Sweden. But but I think I for me to have that that feeling uh, even if I was living in Australia or something. Uh, I think we have a an old human feeling that connects us. Uh, in some way, uh, it's maybe a little bit hard to to un- to explain, but um, I think we have um, a common memory as early people. And with being early people, do you do you feel that you are where you are is because of what happened in the past? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, in fact, we are humans and we are living here now. And I think it's necessary it's to pick up what's really important. You have to take what you really, really need and get as good as you possibly can as a human being. Because you have to choose what's most important because there is so much you can get distracted from, especially these days, I think, only since uh, uh, the last 10, 15 years, there are so many more distractions. Uh, And I think if we can connect to what is important, what is old and what is like maybe the essence of life in some way, I think that's very important to do just not to get lost in the everyday life. Is this what happened to you when you were a journalist? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, and 
when I work too much at a normal job, this definitely happens. Life is gets it's all about work and living in the material world and not having the ability to to living in your own rhythm and living your real life actually and do you have an idea what your real life is i have an idea yes i have but uh the plan is not i don't know how, how my life will look in a couple of years uh but i know it's really really important to keep on creating in one way or another uh that's super important. That just has to happen. Uh, but in what form and where in the world, I'm not sure at the moment. When you make uh, sculptures out of clay, what do you use? Use um, uh, stoneware clay or uh, paper clay. Uh, so it's both like heavy materials or quite simple materials as well. Um, paper clay is very easy for, for doll making and it's good for, for sculptures. And when you choose the colours, is that through your innate being or is it just the colours that you feel like the image needs? What the image needs, definitely. Yeah, I can have Sometimes I make a sculpture and I really like it when it's not painted. And then when I painted it, I feel, oh, you didn't tell me that you didn't want to be black. Now I have to start all over again because I really need to listen to, to the piece, what it really wants. And it tells me. So that's not me doing so much. I only listen to the piece that I've given life to and does every piece that you make speak to you yeah yeah they do yeah i have to like them because otherwise yeah they have to have a uh, a life and i want to uh, same as with the bones they have to be want to be a part of my my world i know you may not be able to answer this question but what do they sound like in in your ear when you make them uh, yeah, that's a hard question. Uh, I think they sound like sparkly feel to my fingertips and that something happens between in the area between my fingertips and my eyes. Somewhere not so far away from my heart, actually. And in this particularly place, uh, I feel uh, uh, like a sparkly feeling. Uh, and when something goes wrong, I maybe paint the wrong color or something, then it all just dies and the sparkly feeling goes away and I feel miserable, actually. I feel so like I, I get the feeling of being in a fight with a friend or something that we are we're not friends anymore me and the me and the sculpture uh, so it takes it's a lot of effort and energy in 
in all of the pieces actually. Uh, so yeah, but but they, they don't use words. It's this um, this feeling of if I'm doing their will or not. Your the name of your company, the Universe of Masson. Tell us about how that came about. Yeah, um, I had a blog uh, that had a name in Sweden, Swedish, that was according to the universe and space. Uh, and my nickname is my son. Uh, and it's funny because uh, my son in Sweden is like an old lady nickname. And I'm not that old. And I, yeah, that's a bit funny. Uh, and in English, my son means my son. Uh, which someone pointed out for me earlier this year. And I think that's really beautiful. Uh, and uh, the universe of my son is quite a kind name for for me and for my creativity because I can include whatever I like because it's my universe uh, and that gives me a lot of freedom and a lot of it also demands a lot of courage because I need to to embrace my all of my universe to 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 fill up uh, fill it up fill up the name so it it I think it just happened and when you use a, a word so broad like universe is that your universe or the universe around you? I don't think I see a big difference there, but it is my universe. It's, it is what I choose and what I like and uh, what I think is, what I think the universe around me needs more, more of. Uh, then I can put that in my universe and make it more visible to other people. And what do you think we need uh, in our universe? Uh, I think that we need to, and and I say we because it's it's me and other people. I think we need to look deep into ourselves, what we really want to be, what we really want to do. not yeah living your your own rhythm uh, and not being scared for everything not being scared to be different or like it has it's not dangerous because it's dark i think that is important to to remember uh, in our cities, there are always lights and uh, we're always supposed to be productive and really happy. And But we can't be that all the time. We have to switch off the lights and get some sleep. Otherwise, we die. So that kind of balance uh, and not being able, we are not, I am not able to be completely happy and sparkling to all people all the time. And it's okay to retreat and be with myself. Uh, and I think we uh, we need more of that. 
in order to enter that space of creativity and your trueness, do you meditate or do you get in a space where you can provide these pieces and your art? Yeah, I meditate. Um, not on a really regular basis, but uh, I make a, at least some short meditations every day uh, to just letting go of the everyday life. Uh, and that's uh, that's really important to to be able to listen to to what wants to come up uh, because i am a a being of an everyday life and and so so i need to to connect with the at first the silence and then what wants to speak so meditation is is really that's an, an important part actually do you see the 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 art that you do as a form of meditation? Both yes and no. Sometimes it can be really like a meditation, but most of the time actually it's quite a lot of work. So it's not that meditative, I think. Uh, but it can be when I do like crotcheting or some other really monotone work then it's uh, then i c can have this meditative feeling as well but but m mostly uh, meditation comes first and then it's another type of of um, of communication with with universe and and um, and listening to whatever wants to come into to my world. You mentioned a word called is it crouching or crouching? What um, what do you mean by that? Uh, that's a, like stitching or what do you call it uh, with yarn. Oh, crochet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my my bad. <laughs> and would that be part of your your pieces, or would that be more of a, a for uh, you? It's uh, it's. Some of my pieces are uh, made with this technique, uh, so but but a lot of it goes to myself as well, and uh, it's yeah, it's both actually, yeah. And when you make the clay pieces, do you glaze them or do you just paint them as normal? Uh, with um, stoneware stuff, uh, I burn them regularly at high temperatures, uh, and the. The paper or or doll clay pieces are they can uh, they are able to dry in in just normal air. So they I I um, I just paint them and uh, put on a, a a varnish for the so the paint won't go away. So it depends on on what type of clay I use. When you do art and creativity, you must have a lot of patience. Do I need that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but I have so many projects at the same time, so I don't think I I have very terrible patience, actually. <laughs> uh, and people, um, the stuff that I do can actually take quite a long time. I can start with them and then they are resting for some time and then I begin to work with them again. So... Yeah, it's quite time-consuming. So I guess in a way that is uh, that is patience. Yeah, I guess so. 
are you very religious or spiritual in your in your life? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I um, uh, when I do my pieces, uh, a lot of them come. The inspirations comes from uh, ghosts or spirits or entities in in the forest or quite where I am but but mainly from the forest when I talk to to the spirits that are there uh, and this feeling from the communication with these spirits I think I call them that uh, is really really important and I think that that what I do I like give this spirit some kind of physical place when I make the jewelry. They don't look like what I do, but the, the communication is, starts from, from the communication with the spirits uh, is the, the starting point for, for the creativity. And do they show you where to find the bones, the bugs, and all the other ingredients that make your pieces? No, they don't show me that. I have to do that myself. Uh, But they can definitely tell me what a piece should look like. They can actually come and when I sit and meditate or or in um, in dreams lately that has happened quite a lot, that it comes someone that tells me what a you, your next piece is going to look like this, and they then they show me a picture, and they're not nice when they're telling me. Uh, they are quite demanding, and I have a, a sketchbook close to my to my bed, uh, and it has happened that I have forgotten about this really nice pieces that I they have showed me, and I felt really bad about it. And but they have had come back and told me, you haven't forgot about this, have you? Uh, so they tell me. So not in the material stuff. I find these myself, but uh, but uh, the designs, they can, can show me quite a lot, actually, and really, really sharp what, what it's supposed to li- look like. In your space where you work, what does it look like? Uh, it is a room with two windows and red painted walls and golden painted cupboards. Uh, and it's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, it's almost always uh, chaos in there because it's a lot of projects. Uh, and I have an, um, uh, an altar in there for... Uh, reminding me of the spirits and put offerings there for them. And I always light my candles, some incense, before I I start a create, creative process. Uh, so I always uh, make sure that I am clean and in a good mood and uh, that they have had some offerings, the spirits uh, at my, my altar, uh, and then then I can start to create. So they are always there. What is the best time of day for you to be creative? Uh, late late evenings, definitely, because I need so much time to 
prepare myself and to open up the connection. It's not always so fast. So I, I, yeah, from eight in the evening or so, it's the best time. But it is possible to create at any time because I just have to decide and then it happens if I have enough time. Yeah, it does. Do you find that time is a, a hindrance to your creativity? Yeah, yeah, I have to say it is actually. I think I have to work with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, yeah, because I want to do so much and I want to learn a lot of new techniques all the time. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely wished that I had more time. And as we both know that in the world of spirit, there is no existence of time. Do you yeah. wish that was here in the... Fi- yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wish I could um, incorporate that um, that knowledge right now, actually. Yeah. But I think I'm getting better at it. Uh, as in the last couple of years, I I think I'm I think that time more and more disappears from my life. But but still, it's it it, it is there definitely. And do you would you have like a favorite Nordic god, or do you believe in gods? Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, Right now, I'm reading and uh, have a, quite a much connection with uh, Ran. This is the water goddess. Uh, and she's not even always um, so nice. Uh, and she's, at this moment, she's showing me depths of life, I think, uh, in so many ways and yeah I think that's really really interesting and with water and the sea and uh, all of my emotions and emotions from all the people and all beings on this planet and other planets as well so at the at the moment that uh, it's wrong you had said um, that you think there's other beings on other planets. What Explain your opinion about um, that. I don't think we are alone in this, uh, in this universe. Uh, and uh, I, think, I definitely believe in, in life in other planets. Uh, and I think it's, uh, it's possible to communicate with them. But um, I, I am not a person that has seen a, a UFO or or being abducted by aliens or anything like like that. Um, But I think that if you believe that you can communicate with spirits of humans, dead humans, other creatures on this planet, I think it's also definitely possible to communicate with spirits and entities from other planets definitely so i i believe in in aliens if that's the, the question how does your parents take in the jewelry the spiritual stuff 
and and you? Uh, my parents are really supportive. They are more supportive now uh, when they see that I'm a more happy person. Uh, and the spiritual stuff, we don't talk so much about that. Uh, they accept it, uh, but uh, that's not a big topic in our family. Uh, but uh, with the jewelry, they are so, so supportive. They really think it's it's good. Yeah, they do. Uh, even if they don't understand all of it or like all of it, but um, but they are definitely there for me. Yeah. Are you and the people that are close to you, would they be open-minded? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, people are, are very open-minded, even if they don't necessarily share my my beliefs in in spirits and um, uh, and aliens or ghosts or whatever but uh, but they are uh, but they are supportive and definitely open-minded about it would you think you would ever work with diamonds or rubies or sapphires in your jewelry i'm not sure i should not say never i think <laughs> but uh it's maybe a matter of money and yeah maybe if the diamonds and rubies start talking to me so i would not exclude them <laughs> no in in what you've done so far and everything you've experienced would you change anything in looking back oh that's really hard to tell but I'm really happy with my life uh, I think everything so far has turned out really good actually but I'm soon I will be 35 uh, and I'm only doing this creativity work for a couple of years I really hope that I could have started earlier that I had have the courage to to actually do what I at some point knew was going to make me happy I hope that I should not had the feeling to that I had to fit in yeah I could say that um um, who in, who inspires you? Who inspires me? All the spirits that keeps on telling me and showing me awesome stuff. Uh, I think, and quite, and um, all people that are doing whatever makes them shine and be happy, in whatever way that is. It could be a baseball player or whatever uh, but people that follow their their heart that that is always inspiring to me actually is it mainly jewelry books you read or do you read other books as well or what's what do you read uh, i read um, uh, spiritual books if you can call them that uh, but i like to have uh, to learn more about gods and goddesses and uh, because I I talk spirits uh, and myself, but I had not read so much about them. Uh, so 
I try to learn more about that. Um, and then I read a lot of uh, um, horror and ghost stories when I have the, have the time because I like getting scared. Is there a book that you recommend to your family and friends? What would it be? Oh, that's a really hard question. Uh, uh, there is a, a new Swedish book. It's it's only in in Sweden Swedish so far. But it's an illustrated book about Nordic gods and goddesses um, by an author called Johan Egerkrans. A quite new book that is really beautiful, and it's a good way of um, getting to know the the Norse mythology uh, and I would recommend that because it's both beautiful and uh, easy to read and I think actually they are uh, translating it to to English. I'm not sure when it will come out in English as well but I think it is, the work is going on. I have never been to to Sweden before but is mythology uh, ingrained in the culture of Sweden? I would not say that it is. No, uh, I think it's, um, Sweden is, we don't talk that much about religious stuff and mythology stuff. I think that's, I think mostly it's, uh, in the general society, it's, um, it's a curiosity it's something old that you find in museums. Uh, and then, of course, there are people that are really interested in, in the Viking area or, or in the spiritual uh, knowledge of, the, of the, the Norse mythology. But, but in general, it's, it's not that big in Sweden, I think. Uh, it's more like a subculture, I'd say. And is mythology big in your life yeah definitely i love mythology uh, from any part of the world i think it's uh, i like the stories and i like that there is so much to learn from from all these uh, gods and goddesses and 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 the mythology stories so yeah it's it has quite big life because uh, i don't I think it's, I don't care if it's true or not, actually, uh, because if it's something there for me to learn and if I experience a, a goddess as real and that she's talking to me, then it is real. As long as it's not hurtful or taking over my life in a evil way, so then it's, then it's just a good thing I think um, I think would it because of being a creative person the stories kind of fit into your style of thinking yeah yeah it's um, I don't know if it's imagination or what it is but uh, it's definitely it goes hand in hand and if there was one piece of information or knowledge or story um, that sticks out in your mind what would it be I can't come up with anything. <laughs> that was that, that's perfectly fine if you can't either. It's yeah, just, that, like that, to... was, <laughs> that was too hard. <laughs> so what is in store for you for 2016 and 2017? 
Uh, now I am um, preparing for the last fairs. Uh, there are three more fairs this year. Uh, and then I will definitely, as I've been doing the last couple of years, uh, I close everything around the winter solstice and I make up a new fresh plan for for ideas and what will I do for the next the next year uh, so then I will dream big in a, a week or two uh, about the 2017 plans uh, and um, I know now that there will be a, a couple of uh, festivals in in Sweden and 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 in Germany that I will go to next year. So, um, and I really hope to uh, that people will like my stuff. So, yeah, that people will see and like it as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> And what kind of festivals are you going to go to? Uh, it's um, uh, in Germany. It's a, like a Gothic festival, uh, and in Sweden there are uh, subculture festivals. Uh, these people really like my stuff, so <laughs> that's why I go there. And with the fairs, is there uh, like th so many big fairs, or s what's in store? Uh, no, there are not so many big fairs. Uh, uh, and this this autumn, but uh, it's um, they're quite close, so it's uh, it's good for me to 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 get out uh, with with my with my jewelry. Where can we find you and see your amazing jewelry? Uh, I have a, a website. Uh, it's www.mysun.com. Uh, S E, and that's M A J J S A N. Is that website in English? Yeah, or it's uh, it's mostly in Swedish, but uh, some parts are in English as well. And the web shop is uh, is all in English, and I ship worldwide, so that's that's no no problem. And I hopefully <laughs> in the near future there will be more. Um, blog posts and stuff from me in in English as well. Excellent. Um, Myerson, I want to say thank you very much for coming on to the show and sharing your story, life, experiences and knowledge. Thanks you so much for having me. It has been an honor. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansit.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansit Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.